Namaste. Welcome to the Indian Wellness Podcast by Vitality Hours. Here we talk about all things wellness from the great Indian sciences, Ayurveda and astrology to natural beauty, alternate medicine, holistic healing and a whole lot more. Join Carol and me Nadia as we explore the best tools and practices that ensure you look good, live better and feel great. All about juicing, the good, bad and ugly. And who better can we discuss it with than Carol Singh, who is not only the co-partner at Vitality Hours, but also the co-founder of Antidote, which is India's first functional beverage and detox brand. And it started out with uh, introducing the urban Indian, Indian audience to cold-pressed juices, detoxifying oneself through it, vegan milks and more. Hi, Carol. Hi, Nadia. So Carol, you know, juicing has always been something, uh, something related to being healthy, right? It's, how does it, have, it has a healthy connotation and for generations and generations, it's always been something good that you do for yourself. Uh, but off late, um, the past decade or so, you know, juicing has also got a little bit of a bad rep about how juice can spike your insulin levels, um, how you must have the fiber and you're better off eating the fruit. So tell me really, what are the benefits of juicing vis-a-vis this argument? Does it hold true? And if so, then how and when can juice be bad for you? So Nadia, um, I think we need to look at the context here. When we, in the last 10 or 20 odd years, most of the juices that you see on supermarket aisles are essentially boxed or tetra-pack juices that are either made of, from concentrates or they're heated at such high temperatures that they've lost any sort of nutritional value at all. They're essentially just like drinking, you know, a whole glass of sugar. So um, today what we're discussing is freshly made fruit, vegetable, green, herb juices. Um, and that's what we're going to look at today. And when you talk about, uh, you know, juicing, spiking your sugar levels, etc., it's a very nuanced topic. We need to get into how, what, uh, why of it. But essentially, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, the two big benefits of juicing over eating your fruit or eating, eating your vegetable is that it helps break down the um, you know the minerals and vitamin content in whatever it is in the raw produce that you're going to juice and fiber is essentially what taxes your digestive system so you're essentially when you break down that fiber it's easier to assimilate and it goes directly into your bloodstream right so you're able to get the benefits of that that raw produce a lot sooner uh, let me give you an example. The bromelain that's present in pineapple is actually far more bioavailable once it's once the pineapple is juiced as opposed to you eating it. You know, it's about 30% more bioavailable. And I think the same, the, the, the same, same with uh, carrots, the vitamin E in carrots. Also, in, also celery. In I celery, it, the sodium doesn't sauce, work the same way. Uh, yeah, you, you have celery. to juice it. So, um, and the second, the second aspect would be that how much of this quantity are you going to be able to consume? You know, when you make one glass of juice, there's almost, you know, close to 800 grams or a kilo of produce. Whereas if you were to actually sit and eat all of that, it would take you, you know, it would be a lot of different small bowls and it would take you at least an hour to consume all of that. So it's a lot more convenient. It's a lot more functional. Perfect. Okay. Um, 
so so you essentially you're saying that the fiber not being there in the juice is not a problem it has its own use case the fiberless juice is used for something and and that is it doesn't matter the i mean the fiber not being there is actually good in this case right yes because if there is no interaction i mean it's it's making the job for your body to assimilate the phytonutrients the naturally occurring mineral salts the vitamins far more easier to assimilate by the time your body is digesting the fiber etc and getting to the vitamin and uh, mineral salts it's already excreted so fruit has its own place in your diet and juice has its own place in your diet yes So Kara this fiber not being there does it spike your blood sugar levels So um yes if you're going to have fruit only juices it will spike your blood sugar levels so we have to understand how to juice we have to come up with intelligent blends they can't just be fruit only blends right uh the idea is to have vegetables certain bitters certain greens and to create a you know a unique blend with all all of these things for example if i make a juice of apple cucumber celery and i have say 60% of celery in there and i have 20% apple and 10% cucumber um you know the sodium naturally occurring sodium salts are very easily bioavailable to my body with that juice as are the polyphenols in, in apple so that is not going to spike my blood sugar levels right because i'm only using 20 to 30% of fruit cons like fruit juice in there it's the same with pineapple or any of these other fruits now for example even the kind of fruits that you look at juicing right you are going to look at ju- uh, that fruits that have uh, you know that are not necessarily pulpy or overripe fruits you know you're not going to make a juice with mango for example or chiku or even bananas you're going to look at apple you're going to look at pineapple you're going to look at um pears you're going to look at a uh, certain kind of melons um so you are looking at fruits that are usually um less like they have a harder kind of texture and uh, they are a lot more fibrous but sometimes the naturally occurring vitamins and minerals in them are harder for your body to extract because of that fiber so when you break that down in with the process of juicing you're actually giving your body the ability to reach out so can you give me an example of an intelligent blend that we can start our day with um so for example uh, let's let's go with local so for example you can uh, you can juice kia or ashgod basically any any of the loki family uh, vegetables you can add a little bit of apple for sweetness or pineapple for sweetness and you can add coriander or parsley or uh, curry patta any of these green bitters it's very very seasonal now this is what yes. we can do right now in this particular season in india right yeah so if you okay. take say for example 60% of the vegetable you should have 20 to 30% of the fruit and you should have about 10 to 15% of the green or the bitter that you're going to use inside it so that broadly is a good intelligent blend you can do the same with like say very commonly a beetroot carrot apple Now, what the mistake that people often make is that they put about sixty percent apple, twenty percent beetroot, and ten percent carrot. Here, you'd reverse that. You'd say sixty percent of carrots, twenty percent of apple, and beetroot. Actually, you don't need no more of more than forty to fifty ml. Beyond that, it starts giving you a diuretic effect. 
So a lot of people feel sick on it because they've had too much beetroot juice. You, have, you need to have very little beetroot juice. Um, and predominantly it should be carrot juice. Because again, once you juice carrot, the beta carotene and the vitamin A is far more bioavailable, almost 40% more bioavailable to your body as than it is as opposed to eating it. Yeah. Carrot. Okay, great. Um, also, let's talk about, you know, the perfect time to juice. Um, should it be done on an empty stomach in the morning? Uh, is that the only time? Tell us a little bit about how we can make a schedule around juicing. Um, so I wouldn't say it has to be done empty stomach, but it should be done on a relatively empty stomach. You don't have a glass of juice right after a meal or with a meal. That's another mistake that's very commonly done, right? Because usually if it's a sugary drink, like for example, a glass of orange juice or just a glass of like some packet juice, people tend to sip on it with their meals which is a bad idea because your fruit juice is going to basically go directly into your bloodstream and will be assimilated and digested by the body within 15 to 20 minutes your meal with all your grains and uh, you know other things is going to take almost two to three hours so why would you you know sort of mix up the so you're hampering the digestion of the yes. juice and it putrefies yes. and it's not the best it can cause acidity yes instead you should consume it yeah, on a relatively on an empty stomach so you, you consume it if not the first thing in the morning then before breakfast and uh, in between lunch and dinner so roughly about five o'clock four o'clock before sun sundown so four o'clock is a good time because usually you're not meant to have too much raw stuff once the sun goes down yes okay great um carol i mean we, we hear a lot about juices also at Antidote, you know, we use juices a lot for healing a lot of, you know, your lifestyle illnesses, chronic problems that people are dealing with right now, especially in the urban landscape. So tell me a little bit about what, you know, where does juicing really help when it comes to certain problems that people have, be it, um, you know, nerve, nerve related problems, it could be such a certain immunity, it could be like a, a autoimmune condition. Um, a skin condition, you know, it could be acne or certain eczema and certain other skin conditions. So tell us where all does juicing really kind of hit the nail on the head? I think for most lifestyle conditions and diseases, including cancers, juicing is actually a great practice because it helps to make the uh, blood pH more alkaline. It helps with people who have impaired digestion. So usually if you suffer from a skin condition or an autoimmune condition or specific kind of cancer, your gut health is um, increasingly compromised. And that's when juicing really does help. So it helps with chronic inflammation, which is now we know the cause for most disease, if not all. Yes. And, and it helps with your gut microbiome and just kind of like healing that, which would help with a lot of you know a lot of these problems yes but now understanding that juicing protocol is very very important and it's very nuanced and it's very different for each uh, you know sort of disease so there was a doctor called dr max gerson who was actually the person who uh, came up with the technology of cold pressing uh, which is that it's first deteriorated which means it's very very finely ground and then it's pressed that's the process of cold pressing because that's yes. what we followed at Antidote. Because yes, we made it's a extremely step so, process. Yes, for us it was always about healing via juice, detoxing via juice. Yes. So, so this is the process that, that basically enables it because you get very concentrated, good quality juice via the cold pressing method. Yes, and you're able to access all the 
you know, all the vitamins, minerals, live enzymes, which are not destroyed, which happens with a lot of other, you know, forms of juicing when it's yeah, either... such as blending. Yes. You know, blending, if you've ever, you know, even blended anything in a mixy, you'll realize that the blades heat up so much so that when you take it out, it's always like warm, right? So that kills a lot of the live enzymes. And that's not beneficial for your, for, for your gut microbiome whereas if you have it raw and it's cold pressed which means the blades are not heating up then it's a lot better it actually does help to create a, a more holistic gut microbiome so um, you know there are many different therapies but you would also essentially look at more at vegetable juicing when you're looking to heal from a particular condition or you're looking to detoxify that's when your fruit juices either go in in very small quantities for example just a 50 ml of grape which is because the fruit in correct me if i'm wrong but the the, the fruit there's only certain kinds of fruits like you mentioned which should be juiced there's only a certain kind of fruit which can be mixed with a vegetable or a green and it's not all of them yes um so i think that that needs to be something that a person knows or understands before they start juicing and mm-hmm. mixing all fruits and you know vegetables yes. and greens for example so tell us which ones are they for example melons and grapes yes always need to be had by themselves you don't mix anything in them right you, you maximum you can mix in a fresh herb but otherwise you don't mix it with anything else. Grape juice, you don't have more than 50 ml. But it's very good for up to 50 ml to access the resveratrol in the in the grapes. And it's very healing. Fruit juice can be extremely healing if had in the right fashion. Again, now when you have the grape juice or the melon, uh, watermelon juice in general, I wouldn't say it's from a healing perspective. It's more from a hydrating perspective. Uh, but grape juice can be very healing. Um, and you don't have that empty stomach unlike other juices but the but the most versatile fruits that can be clubbed with a whole lot of different vegetables and greens for example apples pears pineapples these are three that can be pretty much paired with a lot of different vegetables and greens. So, so when you're experimenting let's say with the recipe you know post maybe post this podcast when you hear it so so you're saying these are the three so apples pineapples and pears are safe yes. to use with a vegetable and a green and you should be in the safe zone then yes they're the most versatile so carol cold press uh cold pressed uh, juice machines are usually expensive a lot of them are imported so tell me what are the options um that i mean what can we do right now to have access to good quality juice at home so let's not get very pedantic when we talk about juicing right the main idea is that you're able to create intelligent blends and you have them at the right time and you have the right combinations now yes if you want an optimal juicer you can look at a cold press juicer a lot of them that are available in the market are actually marketing it as cold press but they're essentially slow juicers which means that the blades don't don't heat up as much so you know your uh, hudong usha etc these are mostly slow juicers um cold press juicers are mostly all imported and they will end up being very expensive very heavy on on the pocket so um even if you just get a local juicer you know like a like a sujata or something like that which is relatively cheap um even then you can create great blends for yourself so it really in in place of looking at just the juicer the idea is to think of the right blends to try to get access to organic 
uh, ingredients which is so important especially with your greens and especially with your vegetables because the pesticide residues remain long after washing them and if you're unable to get access to organic uh, ingredients then you should wash them very well either in uh, you know saline water and then rinse them in cold water or you use potassium permanganate which is called lal dabai in india very commonly found very cheap and you can just soak it in there for about 20 minutes or so and then wash it nicely before uh, you know juicing it uh, the other thing is that i would say that like like we discussed about blending you know the right things together pay attention to that um, also notice the effect it has on your body so if something is not making you feel right it's making you diuretic it's giving you uh, you know um, unexpected bowel movements uh, that are not necessarily feeling right then change up the blend perfect okay also work all the time with try to work with seasonal fruits seasonal yeah, vegetables i think that's key season. Yes, that's very, so very work important. with what is available and what is seasoned right now because I think now the concept of seasonal fruits and vegetables become redundant because you can get like cauliflower in the peak of summer and as you can apples and you can get watermelon in the peak of winter so just be smart about that I think yes like if, if you are uh, from a place that actually has a severe winter you shouldn't be juicing melons at all or even consuming melons and instead then you'd be going for your winter fruits like your apples and oranges so uh, you know just being mindful of the seasons i think that's that's key to the ju- to juicing okay so any tips on juicing for us parting tips so i would say drink your juice like you drink your wine uh, swish it around in your mouth uh, drink it slowly don't just you know hold on to your nose and gulp it down if you don't find it palatable even then just you know sort of drink it mindfully the second thing i would say is that consume it always within 30 minutes or one hour of extraction because the moment it's extracted oxidation process starts and the live enzymes start deteriorating so the quicker you drink your juice right after extracting the better it is perfect thank you carol for breaking that down for us so intelligently thank you nadia Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode of ours, then look out for the other episode with Carol on how she cured her eczema naturally. Thank you. Bye-bye and namaste.